My name is Stuart. You are now locked into the Media Outcast. Whether it's film reviews, TV after shows, or wrestling talk, or discussions about Marvel and DC. Arsenal match reactions, video game chats. You're in the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first uh, video edition of the Media Outcast podcast. This is still going to go on iTunes, but um, might also make it available on YouTube. I'm not sure. I'm going to see how the video turns out, and then I'll make a decision whether I'm going to put the video up on YouTube. You know, just another platform so people can access my podcast. So today... um. First of all, uh, it's about Arsenal versus West Ham. Played at the Emirates, three three o'clock kickoff. So, Arsenal three, West Ham one. Um, Spoiler alert: Arsenal one. Finally, we um, actually before I get started, I just want to say, I hope Michael Keane is okay. He had a pretty bad um, injury. He got stretched off in the. Bournemouth versus versus Everton game. That was a crazy game. Um, so I wish him the best and I hope he's okay. So let's get on with this. So I'm gonna tell you guys the lineups of Arsenal and West Ham first. So Arsenal went with a four three three formation. Checking goal again. When are we gonna see Leno? I don't know, but check was okay today, so I can't really complain about it. Uh, the back four, we had Bellerin, Mustafi, Socrates and Monreal. We had three in the middle, Genduzi. I think that's how you say it. I've heard different ways of people saying it. Um, so Genduzi, Shaka and Ramsey. Then a front three of Mikatarian, Aubameyang and Awobi. Now, I'm going to run you through West Ham's um, team. I've got to be honest, I don't know too much about it, but I just thought, you know, pay them that respect, put their lineup in there, just so uh, it's all clear for people listening, or maybe watching, we'll see. So, in goal, they have Fabianski, um, Fredericks, Diop, sorry, in goal, they have Fabianski, back four, Fredericks, Diop, Balbuena, Masuaku, and then for their midfield three, they have Sanchez, Snodgrass and Jack Wilshere, former Arsenal player. Now, in their front three, they have Antonio um, and Arnautovic on the wings with Anderson up front. I think he was up front. I might be wrong here. I might be. I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm sorry if West Ham fans are listening. First of all, I'm not sure why <laughs> this is going to be very Arsenal heavy. But if you are, I am very sorry that I haven't, um, if I haven't said your lineup correctly. Um, so here's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today. Um, Arsenal seem a lot more direct uh, for me personally. They certainly seem like they're, I don't know. Uh, they see. They seem to be more focused on like when they attack. It's very direct passing, you know. 
Wenger was all about how many passes can we put together, how much of a team combination can we get before we get a goal. Um, with Emery, it seems more like a straight, you know, it seems a lot more direct uh, in the build-up play. It's still about possession, but there seems to be a lot more emphasis on the um, direct passing for your build-up play. I noticed that a lot today. I saw it more today. It might even be a new thing for him. It might have been something that he wasn't looking at, but based on previous games, he's chose to do it now. Or maybe they're just fine. The players are starting to catch on to what he wants them to do. So I'm not sure. Um, but that's 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 something we'll be discussing today. Also, is there more to Ozil's absence? I know. Yes, I'm going to be that guy, you know. Said illness, um, I mean, it's probably there's probably nothing, but I just thought I'd bring it up, you know. You know, Ozil gets dropped. Um, sorry, not dro- he gets subbed off quite early. For, like, he doesn't usually get subbed off. Last time Wenger done it, he was mad. <laughs> he was mad as hell. But, you know, Emery done it quite uh, quite early in the first half, if I remember. No, not early. It was like the 70th minute. It's still a big deal because we don't usually sub him off. So it was certainly a change for us. So there's a question there, right? There's a question. Is there more to that? Was he... What What was the illness? You know, it's a very vague thing to say. But I don't know. I just thought I'd put that... I just want to throw that out there for people to think about. Um, So here's a question I have. Because... Today, Shaka had a good game. He did. Like, for his standards, this is a good game, right? And my problem is, is he just seems average at everything. You know, like, there's nothing that he specialises in. Every midfielder has something, a certain thing that they're good at. They can do other stuff, but there's a certain thing they're good at. He's average at some stuff and bad at the rest. I'm sorry, I don't want to be a Shaka hater, but I just can't see what he does. Like, I, I don't see what he does. I just can't see it. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't know what else to say about that. I don't know what else to say. Um, I just... I don't see what he does. Now, when will he have... When will Emery just take that decision and drop him? It's not It's not right. I'm not one of these people who's rant, raving about Torreira. He's a good player. He is a good player. But he's not, you know, he's not Patrick Vieira. You know, he's not Matic. He's not, like, he's not on that level yet. Who knows? Maybe he will. Um, but he's not there, right? But what he does is he balances out everything in our play a lot more. Because with Ganduzi, who works hard, right? So he's got that. There are defensive parts of him, even though he's very attacking, right? And I think the balance between Ganduzi, who specializes in going forward, and Torreira, who specializes in defending, you have a very good combination. Because what I like is that Torreira can also attack. You've seen it. He can ping balls. He can ping them. He can ping them far. He can ping them short. Like he's good at that. Um, and Ganduzi can also puts in work, you know, when he has to track back, he will. Um, and that's that's 
quite surprising for a very young player like that. A uh, very young, like, flair player. So, I think it's just a better balance for me. Um, that's, that's just how I feel about it. So, Czech seems a lot more comfortable than last week. That can't just be me. He certainly is growing into this. Which makes me wonder, when are we going to see Leno? You know, I said the question at the start. Let's talk about it. I mean, he's good at playing out from the back. It's what he's natural at. He's 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 good with the ball at his feet. He's one of those type of goalies. He's he's from that line of keepers like your Manuel Neuer. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he's as good as him. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, definitely not saying that. But what I'm saying is that he's 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 built from the same stuff, you know, the sort of stuff that um, Neuer does is what he does. Maybe it's just a thing in Germany where keepers they're taught to do certain things that other keepers are not good at. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure, but he's similar. You know, he's a sweet he's a sweeper. He um he can play out from the back. He can pass comfortably. He's got a good kick on him. You know, these are things that Czech is not good at. But he seems to be growing into it. When are we going to see Leno get a chance? Hopefully in a uh, in the first Europa League or something like that. Because he deserves an opportunity to to say, you know, this is what I can do. Now, boss, I'll leave it up to you to decide which one of us should be um, first choice. But he's not had the chance yet to show Emery what he can do in an actual match. I know there's training, but it's not the same as a match. So I'm I'm not sure. Um, I hope to see him. It would be interesting. He might not be as good as Czech. And that's the truth. He might not be. But I just want the ch- I want I want him to be given that chance um to prove himself. And the question the final question. This was more something I thought about before the game. You know, it was answered, right? But I just think I just want to bring up what I was thinking before the game. My where my mind was. I was thinking, oh man, are Wilshere and Lucas Perez gonna come back and haunt us? Most of our former players always play sick when they come back to when when they face us after leaving. It always happens, but it didn't happen. Wilshere was pretty much invisible in this match, in my opinion. So let's run through the first half, right? So uh, in the first 30 minutes, we were getting cut open a lot. Um, Bellerin goes inside way too much, you know? So when we're attacking, right, you have Mkhitaryan and Bellerin on the right. And what would usually happen in this position, what you're supposed to do, well, I'm not a footballer, I don't want to say supposed to do, but what I what I think would be smarter to do, which I see uh, other teams do, like Manchester City, Liverpool, uh, a lot of different teams, Manchester United, Chelsea, it's a common thing you do. So your winger will go slightly more narrow and your... And your fullback, when he's attacking, he'll go more wide so that if someone tries to come through that, like counter-attack you when you're attacking, is that you can both close that gap and close him down. 
so we can't get past either of you. But when Bellerin's going into the centre, Mkhitaryan's basically already there. It just leaves the entire like flank, our right flank, open. And they were just bombing down there every single time. And I was thinking to myself, after the first time, how is Bellerin not realising, oh yeah, I need to be a bit more wide now. But it happened like seven times. It just kept on happening. And I'm just looking at Bellerin. I'm like, my boy, what are you doing? All you have to do is get back in your flipping position and they won't and they won't cut us open so much. Because even if you don't tackle them, it will slow them down. The fact that you are there, ready for them. And that gives other players a chance to come into the game. Man, Bellerin was trash in this game. I'm sorry. I know he done well offensively. But he's a defender. So I'm judging his performance on defending. He was trash today. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supporter of Bellerin's. I'm always the... I'm always someone who wants to see him do well, you know, but he's just, it's like this season, he's just forgot that he's a defender. Like, can can someone tell Bellerin, right? Can someone just say to him, my guy, you are not, you are, listen closely, you are not a winger. You're a right back defender. Man, it's um, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, I'm sure I'm just one of the many people who will be saying this. Uh, I'm sure if you check out AFTV, uh, there'll be people saying this that Bellerin's rubbish, <laughs> and not because they have an agenda, you know, because it's the truth. At the moment, he's playing rubbish. He's not rubbish. He's playing rubbish. I'll say that. So, twenty fourth minute, we have a West Ham goal. Yeah, that's right. We conceded again and no, right. This is my issue with this goal, right? No one was closing him down. Who was it? Was it Arnautovic? I think it was. No one was closing him down. Like he was just, he was just running through and no one was putting pressure on him. People, ah man, our defence man, it's, it's bad. Like, we need Koscielny. We really need him. He, I mean, one defender's not going to fix your defence. But he just gives us a little bit of extra uh, confidence when when we have to defend. You know, it's a bit of security because he's smarter. His positioning is smarter. He knows where to put himself when we're defending. It seems like no defender in our team except from Monreal understand that. Um, our defence is just all over the place. I was really disappointed with it. And speaking of Monreal, in what minute was it? 29th minute, we got a Monreal goal. Every time he scores, we win. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. When he scored, I was just thinking, you know what? When it, This guy doesn't score much. But when he does, we win. You know, so I was just thinking, well, we're going to win. We We have to. We have to win because... It's Monreal. He sc- he scored. That means we're winning. So it, it's crazy. He always pops up every now and again with a goal. He was good defensively. Very good. He put, you know, he's consistent. He always does well. So uh, I want to just, uh, to finish my talk about the first half, 
I want to allude to what I said earlier. Um, our weakest point, without a doubt, I guarantee you every time a team is preparing to face us and they're sitting with their coaches and they're discussing their tactics and all that stuff, they're all saying, get at their right flank because Mkhitaryan is the worst defensively in our team. He is the worst. Oh my God. He was so bad today. He... Like, I don't know who was worse, Bellerin or Mkhitaryan. They were both rubbish. I'd say Mkhitaryan, actually. He was worse today. He's... Oh, man. I understand what Man United's fans say about him. He's very frustrating. And I get it. Like, he he can't defend. It's... Oh, man. I was just so... I hated it. Man. I was just... Every time I saw... Because, right. When you have Bellerin... A very offensive defender who doesn't know he's a defender, who who doesn't understand positioning in football, which is basic stuff, by the way. When he is um when he when his only protection is a guy who doesn't even know how to defend anything, then we're in trouble because you've just got two guys going forward and neither of them are defending. And we had, at halftime, we had a sub. We had a Wobi off and Lacazette on. Um, I don't know. I would have took off Mkhitaryan. Not a Wobi. That was a little bit harsh, I think. So he had a good game last game. And he was nowhere near as bad as Mkhitaryan was. Wobi wasn't bad. He just wasn't on the ball much. You know, um... It seems like we have this this knack now. Like em- Emery's put this thing into play where we always attack down the right. I get it. Bellerin's fast, but that's not enough. Yeah, because the problem is if you attack down the right, then you get tackled while you're attacking down the right, and then they decide. And then basically, if you get tackled while you're running down the right flank, then they're just gonna go through our right flank, and it will be very easy for them. Because our defending is awful. So, we're going to move on to the second half. I promise you there's positives. They're coming. Don't worry. Um, Torreira comes on for Ganduzi. Um Again, I think it's Shaka should have went off. But I get it. He wants to try Torreira and Shaka together. See how that works. I understand that. Um, I think him and... Ganduzi works better, in my opinion. Um, what I like about Torreira is he was like he was like playing in two positions when he came on, and I think he was told by the coach he was like, "Okay, this is we need you to do this as well as the job you're you're uh, meant to do," because he was playing DM, he was breaking up plays, excellent man, excellent at that. But he was also um, the he was also like a a secondary right back because Mkhitaryan wasn't protecting. Bellerin couldn't was not defending, and then Mustafi, who was trying to come over, couldn't defend either. So then Torreira was the one. You saw it several times when he first came on. You saw it straight away. Um, he started. You would see Torreira pop up down the right. 
um, blocking crosses and stuff, doing what Bellerin's supposed to do, but doing it better than him while doing his um, while doing his actual position as well. So I mean, Terrell showed up Bellerin. He said, "You know, I'm I'm not even a right back, but I'm still better than you, right?" You know, that was that was that was what happened. That was like really that's that is what happened. So I did notice. Um, like I said it earlier, actually, I won't. I'm not gonna. I wrote this down, but I, d I don't think it's necessary to bring up. Uh, but I'll just quickly run 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 through it. Is that Czech was doing what he could? You know, he he wasn't bad today, which is new for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's new for him because he's bad a lot recently but our defense just made it impossible for him they made it so difficult for him today you know the defense should have i mean oh man the defense was just so i think this game our defense was worse than it was in the chelsea or man city game you know the only reason we won is because their defense was even worse than ours that is the only reason we won. If their defence was better, we would have lost this game. Seriously. Um, one thing I did notice, Lacazette was excellent. He was excellent when he came on. He really fits Emery's style. What Emery wants to do, I feel like Lacazette gets it better than any other player on that team at the moment. Like He's already adapted to his style like that. He's already got it down. He understands it and he's rolling with it. Like he understands, it suits, it feels, it really does feel like it suits him better, which I like. I really enjoy that. Um, that's one thing I big, uh, that's one, one big thing I did notice. I do want to say, I, like, I think, so there's two subs. There's two he always makes, right? The other, the other one, it's changed. But there's two subs he always makes because he, he's obviously became like he's. I think he has faith in these two players now, which are, um, Torreira and Lacazette. Is it time to take those two subs, which always make us play better when they come on? Is it time to have them start now? To have Torreira in that in the middle of the park. To have Lacazette up front with Aubameyang on the left. Is it time to put them into the first team now? You know? I feel like it is. Um, uh, I, I just I just feel like when they come on, they really... Like, Emery's, Emery's style is more clear to see when they're playing. Because those two specifically really do get what Emery wants to do. They feel like Unai Emery players. Uh, one thing I do want to point out about Aubameyang, he's uh, he was poor. I I can't like I'm not gonna lie to you. Unai, um, I think, I think Unai Emery's like, I think he might drop him soon. I do. I really think he might drop him soon because Aubameyang and. Like Aubameyang in the past two games, he's not been good. He's just not been good enough, in my opinion. Uh, he, I don't know why. I I can't explain it. Um, I, I don't know. He's he's quite clinical, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure why he's not really fitting in at the moment. He was, I mean, he was better last season when we were awful. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Emery's style. Maybe Emery's style doesn't suit him. 
uh, completely. I don't know. Maybe he's taken a while to adapt. I'm not sure. Maybe he's just having a bad few games. It's taken him a while to grow into the season. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see with him. But Lacazette's certainly looking better than him. Every time Lacazette's been subbed on. But maybe that's not like, oh, Lacazette's better. Because it when usually when he comes on, that is that he's... They work together, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Maybe Aubameyang's better with Lacazette on the pitch with him than when he's not on the pitch. Maybe they do that in training where they always play together because we all know they're friends. So, so maybe in, when, they're, when they're doing training, they're always um, like attacking together so that when Aubameyang's attacking without Lacazette, um, there's a disconnect between what he's working on in training to what um, he's doing on the pitch in the games. So maybe we need to have Lacazette and Aubameyang uh, together. And, well, we do, not maybe, we do. We need them in the first team. I think with Torreira, it's to do with him not being fit enough yet. I don't know. Uh, he seems pretty fit. Hard to tell, though. But I would like to see Lacazette and Torreira start very soon. That needs to happen. Uh, we will be better with them. Uh, i got to just uh, send my... Send my sympathy out to Diop. Um, his West Ham debut... It wasn't good. <laughs> it really wasn't. He had a nightmare of a game. He was fouling, you know, late tackles. Um, he So when they scored the own goal, by the way, it came off Diop. When Diop scored the own goal, the, the, the reason that chance came about was because of Diop's um, bad clearance. So it's almost like he assisted and scored the own goal. You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, tough day for him, man. Tough day. Don't worry. It will get better for you. I'm not saying that like he's watching or listening, but I'm just saying, you know, it will get better for him. You know, de debuts, debuts either go really well or really bad. That's usually how it goes in the Premier League. Um, West Ham. West Ham were defending worse than us. That is the reason we won. You know, it was too... Two teams who were just bad, you know. It's that simple. Let's not let's not sugarcoat this. Like, oh, three-one, we 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 killed West Ham. We we messed them up. No, we didn't. We were both bad. We were just less bad than they were. That's all. That's what happened there. And I think if people were being honest, Arsenal fans are being honest. They'd admit that too. I think West Ham fans would admit that. They were they were rubbish today. Neither team was good. Like, let's be honest here. Neither team was good. Uh, Welbeck came on for Aubameyang in the 74th minute. Um, honestly, it's crazy with Welbeck. It's weird. It's weird with him. He seems to work better as a sub. He comes on, he scores. First game of the season. Boom. Go. I mean, I don't know. He does some stuff really well, like positioning. He's really good at that. He's good at being in the right place where the ball's going to get to him. He's good at using his strength. He's good at all that kind of stuff. But when he has to run at goal and then he has to shoot, he always like falls over or like, I don't know, something happens. Some sort of magic just, just lifts his feet off the ground and he falls to the floor. I don't know. But he's good at some stuff. He's very frustrating because sometimes he looks good and you're like, oh yeah, he should play next game. Then he plays next game and he Fs up like 10 times. You know? So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. 
Sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, so third Arsenal goal, 92nd minute. I was really like nervous from when we got that second goal. I was like, no, we need, we need a third. Like we can't, we can't think that two one is going to be enough to win this game. We have to close it out because two one is in the Premier League. It might, it might as well be one one. Um, <laughs> it is nervy when it's um, when it's two uh, one. Two one is not enough in a two goal one a one goal lead is not enough in the Premier League. Not even if there's one minute left in a game, a one goal lead is not enough. It needs to be two at least for you to feel safe in the victory. You know, um. So let's uh, let me give just some final thoughts on the game before we close out here. What? How many minutes are we run into? Okay, 28 minutes. All right. Um, yeah, this one's a bit shorter because, I don't know, I feel like with the Arsenal and Chelsea game, there was more to talk about in that game. Um, this game was just two, two poor defences, to be honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how else to describe today's game. It was two bad defences who couldn't do simple things. I did like that around, it's probably around the 60th minute, we just put the pressure on them. We went at them constantly, 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 basically to the end. Well, right at the end, they had a couple chances. I got to say, this game was far too open. I don't want to start seeing games like this. Here's the problem with this game. This is a game that should have been a breeze for us. West Ham are bad right now, really bad. Now, I'm not saying they have a bad team, but right now, they're performing extremely bad. You know, I would sit here and say, oh, because they've lost. They've lost, um, they're opening two games, you know? Well, so do we. So, <laughs> I can't base it on that. I'm just saying they're really bad at the moment. Uh, because I think it's because new manager, you know? It's it's the way it is, man. We're in, we're in much of the same position and I'm still like game after game. I always think about okay, so where where do I think we're gonna finish this season? <sighs> Top four is gonna be dif- difficult, um, seriously difficult. You know, I flicked over and saw like some of the other matches, and <sighs> um, West Ham might be one of the easiest games we'd have this this year, and. That one wasn't even easy for us. And something that does need to be addressed, okay? We have conceded... Wait, so... Two, two... No. Is it six goals? I think we've conceded six in three games. And we've only scored three. It's not good enough. It's not. It's just... It's not enough. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. It's a very, very poor start to the season. My hopes are we can get fourth. But if you're asking me based on the season right now, where do I think we're going to finish? Seven, eight, at best. So I'm hoping the team can improve. Because if we play like this for the rest of the season, who is going to be difficult to ever get into that top four? 
Um, man, I don't know. I'm not, I'm you know I'm optimistic for the long term future. I do genuinely believe um, within a couple years we're gonna be exactly where Emery wants us to be, and we're gonna be good, very good. But right now we're not very good. We're not good, you know. Not right now. Uh, we've got a way to go. You know, I've, I mean, think about this. So, how long is it? How long does he need? You know, how long? Like, when does it? When do we get to the point where we think, no, this isn't acceptable? This was a mistake. Um, putting him in charge. Like, how long do we give him until that should start popping into our head? Not when it will, because. Uh, you know what, I'm not even going to get into the problems with our fan base as Gooners. That's another, like, that's a whole episode on its, that is five episodes by itself. You know, that's five hours of talking. So I'm not going to get into that, but I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, not talking about AFTV, by the way. That is not what I'm saying. Not at all. I'm a fan of that. It's It's fun to watch. I think there's a lot, there's some people exaggerate, but there's a lot of people who are, genuine and real like not not just all negative you know it's not like that so i don't i don't know man i'm just for me personally i think two years he needs two years that is four transfer windows we've had one we have one more then we have two more for the next year i think he needs two full seasons to get it right and by the time that third season starts he has to have his team you know, but in those two, this is the difficult part. In those two seasons, he has to deliver as well. It's tough. You know, he's sort of in the position that um, Klopp was. Not Guardiola, it's different. The expectations are different at Man City. Um, but he's where Klopp was, you know. He's trying to build his new style. and he, But I think it's even harder for Emery than it was for Klopp because... They had all these temporary managers, you know. One man just stayed for two, one would stay for five, and like it was always temporary. We've had one manager for twenty plus years. So we need so it's gonna be difficult to get us to a place where we don't um where where there's no trace of Wenger's Arsenal anymore. It's gonna take a long time to get rid of that. And that is what's happening, by the way. Make no mistake about it, we all loved Wenger's years, but his recent years we don't love, right? And what Emery's task is, is to get rid of anything Wenger at Arsenal. That's what he has to do. He has to make it Emery's Arsenal. So, it's difficult, it's it's going to take time and I think... But but here, here's the problem though, here's, here's the problem with that. I'm saying all that, but so what, every time we perform bad... Should we all just sit here and go, well, he needs time. Like, is that acceptable to do that every time? You know, what's the balance there? You know, like, what what should we expect while he's trying to um, turn this club into what he wants it to be? What should we be expecting from him in that transition period for the next two seasons? Um, do we expect top four? Is that too much to ask considering the competition right now? Because teams who are ready-made where they want to be are still are struggling to get top four anyway. Look at a team like Tottenham. They're where they want to be. Yes, I don't like them. But they are where they want to be now. 
and they'll set themselves up. And they're a team that we have to challenge for that top four spot as well. Same with Chelsea, same with these teams. Because they're in a different place to us. You know, we're we're like we are where Tottenham were a year, nah, two years ago, right? We are where Liverpool were three years ago. We are where Man's well <laughs> Um <laughs> We we are not. We are not where Man City have ever been. Um, we, I mean, Man City have been rubbish, but I mean, since the takeover, we're we're we've not like we're just not on that level. We're not. Um, but yeah, we are where Liverpool were. You know, like th- I think it was three, maybe four years ago. It's gonna take a while, man. But how? What's the balance? You know, do we just make that excuse when we lose? I don't think so. I think we should still expect either. A trophy or top four. That's the least, right? Ideally, top four and a trophy. But I feel like that should be that should be the uh we should at least expect either a trophy, which is a domestic <sighs> is that even enough? You know? Like is that even enough? If we win an FA Cup, but then we don't make top four and we don't win the Europa League, is that enough? It's not. I feel like the only thing that is enough for us this season is a Europa League trophy or a top four spot. You know, that's the balance for us right now. We we it needs to be one of those. I don't think so. I don't think it's as simple as a trophy or top four. I think it's the Europa League trophy or top four. I don't think, like, if we won the League Cup, for example, I would still be looking at Europa League saying, well, we have to win that or get top four, otherwise this is a failure. In my opinion, that's the truth. I feel like that's, you know, it's... (laughs) The past two years have been very humbling for me as an Arsenal fan because I've had to lower my expectations uh, for where, where we should be. You know, I used to always think, you know, we're the big Arsenal, we should be top two, top three, always, you know, but then we went below that, you know, we went, you know, we went from aiming to win the Premier League all the time to uh, second, third, then to make sure we make fourth, you know, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, we will be lucky if we can get to fourth position by the end of the league, I'm serious, we'll be lucky uh, if we can do that. We should be thanking God, uh, you know, if we can make a fourth spot, you know. God is real if that happens because it's going to be difficult. Let's face it, the other teams that we're competing with for that spot, they're better than us. Let's be real. Let's look at it. Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. I'm sorry, but they they are all better than us right now. That's the truth. They're better than us, and I hate saying that because I'd say before, a couple years ago, I would have said Man City, um, Man United were the two that were clearly better than us, but I'd say third was between us and Chelsea. But that's all changed now. Now it's like first is Man City, second is Liverpool, third is Man United, fourth is Chelsea, fifth is Tottenham, and we're sixth on that list. So how can the sixth best team 
get fourth. It's going to be tough. When you think of, when you think about it like that, you think, wow, it's going to be tough. So, I don't know, man. We'll see, man. I went off on a bit of rant here. Um, I think we're going to wrap that up. I gave you my review of Arsenal versus West Ham. We won 3-1. It's great to get a victory um, in the books. It's great. Um, three straight losses. Man, that would have looked good for us. At least we've got something now. So, on to next week. Um, I'm not actually sure who we face. I think it's Newcastle or Cardiff. It's one of the two. It's Cardiff City or Newcastle. Um, on to next week. I'll be reviewing that match here as well. And then I think we have an international break. Uh, so, during the international break, I might, you know, do a little podcast uh, doing like my predictions for the entire league, you know, based on that first, you know, section of the league. Maybe not. I'm. Mean, it's too early. Maybe not. I don't know. I'll try and put out something football related. But yeah, man, that's it. I'm done here. My name's Stuart. And I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave a review on the podcast. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stu underscore place. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stu Plays. I'll catch you later on the next episode of the Media Outcast. See ya!